أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إذا جاء ونصر الله والفتح ورعيت الناس يدخلون في دين الله أفواجا فسبح بحمد ربك واستغفر إنه كان توابا بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله السماد لم يلد ولم يلد ولم يقل الله كفوا أحد صدق الله العظيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم so much of our adult life is concerned with the idea that you have to do things to get things. We teach our children this. You have to study to get a degree. You get the degree so you can get a good job. You get the good job so that you can earn lots of money. You earn lots of money so that you can own lots of things. Marry the trophy spouse and be happy. Clearly, the line of text that sits behind all of this is that happiness is on the other side of some sort of a transaction on the other side of something that you have to do. Happiness is something you pay for. Contentment is something you pay for. Arrival is something you pay for. Our path essentially overthrows this view of life as the transaction. It is a radical overthrow of the view that your life is a transaction. It even has no interest in good behavior in order to gain akhirah. And why is it that we should have such a contentious view that we do not behave well just to get a reward in the hereafter? It is because we understand that we already have it all.
that what you've been given is so much that it is impossible to be diminished. That the blessing that you've received from your Rabb is so incalculable that you cannot ever pay for it. In other words, it is not like you, you need to you need to get things to be filled up. You don't realize you're already full. You see a person who acts out of a sense of neediness is saying, I do things to get things. In other words, their action is the action of a slave because their action is the action of one who, who is, who, who is, whose happiness lies in the hands of somebody else. I have your, sh- you have the shoes I want. I have to do things, buy things, do things, sell, but get your shoes. Get so power lies with you. There's another way in which your intent and what you, in which your insight can configure, and that it's not an emptiness that seeks to be filled but that it's a fullness that empties. If you commence your day, if you commence your moment, if you commence anything you do with radical gratitude, and what I mean by radical gratitude, that you recognize that you've received so much, it is impossible for you to repay. The action that then flows from that isn't a price that's being paid to get something. It is the overflowing of a full heart. So action doesn't need to be an emptiness that seeks to be filled. It can also be a fullness that empties. Based on a fullness that empties. A person who roots their action in what you could call radical gratitude cannot be diminished. I had somebody uh, messaged me in the week saying that um, she had been she had been mugged, she'd been held at gunpoint, and some things had been taken away from her. And she, she said, well, you know, how must I respond to this? Am I supposed to be grateful for this thing having happened? And it struck me that even the question was missing the point. How can the ocean be diminished by a cut that was taken out of it? How many things would have gone right in this person's life to make the moment that she was walking down the street about to be mugged possible. Hmm? What about all the, 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 the collaboration of her parents and of her, her ancestors and of her kin that, have put her, that put her on that street in the first place? All the things that happened be, from before and this time to make her possible. She is, in a sense, uh, an ocean walking and one small bit was taken away. 
And this now is experienced as an affront and an offense. If she, if she recognized that she was an ocean walking, she would have not battered an eyelid at the loss of the stuff. If you root your day-to-day practice in the pursuit of achieving radical gratitude, and what I mean by radical gratitude is completely unconditional gratitude. It is saying, I start off so blessed that I could never repay. I start off my moment, my hour, so blessed that it is that that it is a complete overwhelming and overflowing. Then whatever comes from you will be a blessing to others. And the extraordinary thing that happens when you have this view is this is precisely when you do actually solicit baraka. How many people have come to this Zawiya over the years saying, please give me money, I want to start a business? And every one of those businesses failing in the fullness of time. I mean, literally every one of them failing in the fullness of time. Why is that? Because the person who's transacting is transacting from the point of view of neediness. Of emptiness. If there are two shops next to each other, the one shop is run by a shopkeeper. Every time you go in there, you can see the guy's trying to kind of screw the last round out of you. And the other shopkeeper is actually interested in trying to be helpful to you. Whose shop are you going to frequent? A person is being helpful to you. But the one who's trying to get every last little drop of money out of the transaction will fail in his business. Because life does not bless selfish people. Allah doesn't bless selfishness. So when you go into the world with a full heart, and you have an open hand, and you can transact easily and give, and in every transaction see how you can be helpful to others rather than get something out of them, you develop around yourself a sense of alliance from other people which will make you a deeply and truly wealthy person. We may think, yeah, but if I don't do things to get things, I'll get nothing. The opposite is true. When you do things because of how much you've got, you get more. And that's the rule. When you do things because you think you don't have enough, then whatever you do becomes a curse. And and you have to work really hard. And life will withhold. Allah will withhold. withhold. Think of it from your own point of view. You have two people interacting with you. 
The one person, you give him something and he's immensely grateful. Thank you, alhamdulillah. Second person, you give him something and it's never good enough. He always wants more. Of which one of these two is it a pleasure to give to? That's the person who says thank you. So how should our Rabb not be the same? If we recognize that everything that we have is from Him, and what is so, that there's so much that we can afford to be overflowing, that we can afford to express our gratitude, that is exactly when we call the Barakah, that's exactly when we call the wealth. But when we deal with other people in order to just screw them over and get one more out of them, that is when He withholds. When we act on the basis of our ingratitude. How do I know I'm acting on the basis of, my in, of ingratitude? When I'm trying to make sure I get something out of the other person. I'm trying to get one over them. I'm trying to guarantee my own interests here. So I pray for myself and for all of us that we all practice radical gratitude. That we understand that every moment that we're alive is an expression of an incalculable blessing and boon. That that is good enough. We need no more. And all else will follow from that. In Allah, O Malaika, اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك نبينا وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسلما سبحان ربك رب عزته ما يصفون والسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين